everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Adrian. And I'm Jimmy. Welcome to Worldview Finder, episode 35. All right. We did it, everybody. I love that you say that every time. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised every time that we're still here. Uh, but hey. I say that every time, too. This week, we're looking at, does this new Amazon animated show say that Satan is the good guy? We're also looking at Florida. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. There's no training required. You just say, I'm going to do this, and you can apparently do it. And then surprising lessons from your favorite atheist Baptist. That makes sense. And, but first. (laughs) But first. But first. The greatest piece of technology that might just ruin your life. Yes. You're talking about this. The Apple Vision Pro. Apple Vision Pro came out this week. Have you guys heard about it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I wasn't in sure. Preparation for this show, but otherwise I had not. Yeah. So it is all over Twitter, and so basically, if you don't know what the Apple Vision Pro is, it's Apple's version of all these different VR headsets, but it's like on the next level because mm. uh, Casey Neistat, which is like the OG daily vlogger on YouTube, uh, said this is the greatest piece of technology that he's ever used. Man. So, so this wow. is kind of a big deal. And Tommy Prophet, the guy that produces NF's music and yep. does a lot of like commercials and stuff yeah he's like this is this is far and above any piece of technology he's ever used he's like this is a like it's just on another level so yeah well what's crazy it's it's definitely still in its infancy so like all the things that can do right now are going to be super basic compared to the things it's going to be able to do in the future kind of like the iphone yes exactly that's what it's so do you think people will not buy it because of that because even casey said in his video has his name right yes yeah he said like this is going to be the lowest level version of this and it's four thousand dollars i think that's going to be the reason a lot of people don't buy it is because it's four thousand dollars in typical apple fashion yeah now are there different levels of it because i know there's a thirty five hundred dollar version um different versions or is it just all the oh that's weird i don't know you have to check the apple website so uh but there uh yeah so i think that will probably be the thing but i've been seeing a lot of things about it on twitter because it's kind of crazy the things that it can do so i wanted to show out with our new technology a couple different clips that i found on twitter just to give you a uh kind of a glimpse of what it can do so we'll just play a little bit make it full screen uh let's try it we'll do full screen we're trying this out we have the technology so this guy and then you can go ahead and play that Got the messages again. Got music set up here. Big screen TV set up on my wall. What? Gordon Ramsay showing me how to cook above the stove. I need that. Notes right here for some groceries. All right, you can pause that there. Walk around freely. He just puts it in his house though. What it looks like when it's on. Okay. So he, he puts it in his house, and so when he's wearing those, every time it shows up? Yeah, so you can, like, pin things to the physical space, and you can make them uh, the screens as big or as small as you want. But, yeah, so they will actually stay there. So it's like you have this giant screen TV in your house. That see, is insane. I had not seen that part of it. Yes. I knew you could, like, pin it, like, right like where you were, but I didn't know you could put stuff in other parts of your oh, house. Yeah. And, and then walk. walk around, and then it's, like, just there all the time. Yes. Oh, man. What? Yeah. Let's see, go yeah. to the one of the next clips. If there's, oh, this is one of my favorite things. So they have these, like, virtual environments where you can do all of your work in. So this is, like, in the mountains. And it's got these little... Uh, 
speakers that are directly pointed at your ear. So this guy was coding for like three hours in like this Arctic forest. So you hear I feel like the, I'd be cold because I'd be like, I, your brain I'm just sitting you. in the snow <laughs> coding. Yeah, but I mean, that's so much more fun than just sitting in your office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you have these giant screens. You can make as many as you want. Uh, and then I think there was one more clip. But uh, I mean, this stuff, it's... I mean, this is the wow. one. Uh, there's a, something it says in uh, the As you can see here, I'm watching 33 different NBA games at the exact same time, just <laughs> no. covering my entire wall. In case I'm not getting enough dopamine hits over here, uh, I can look over here and I got X. I can scroll X and I can, I can like and posts. I think his hand very is... very easy to scroll X on the Apple Vision Pro. Over here, I'm looking at my different scores. I'm checking out uh, you know, how much All money right, I'm making off fantasy, off sports betting. So, you know... Yeah, Whoa. so you have like this giant hub all around I'm you limited. of different things that you can do. And there was another guy, he had three different screens of TikTok. So he's like, well, when I get bored with this one right here, I'll just look over here and scroll no. here and scroll here. I feel like we're finally letting our brains go to that full capacity uh, that we've never... We're unlocking all of our <laughs> yeah, potential like, and, and scrolling through TikTok. That's that's our full potential. Yeah. Three screens of TikTok. <laughs> no. Yeah, so uh, I, I watched the MX KB, I don't know. MKBHD? MKBHD. Marcus sorry, Marcus. Bromley. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he, yeah, because he... He's done so. Like he, I didn't watch the unboxing, but I watched like this thirty-minute thing of him just kind of walking through what it can do. And he's like, "Are there killer apps?" And he he said, "There's not really any killer apps yet, but just it just does some things really well, like um, FaceTime calls." Yeah, he said when you're making a FaceTime call the position of the people matters. Like, so he like gave a peace sign to one person, but because of the angle he was at, the other person couldn't see it, even though he was like, I mean, they're looking at him. Yeah. And so he would wow. do that to the other side. And so like based on the angle and he said, you can move people around. So you put them farther back and they don't sound as loud. And like, Whoa. you can, yeah, so it, you could do multiple people in multiple places. And so it's like, we're actually all hanging out at this virtual reality coffee shop together and, I think. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that currently. I think that's the next that's step. That's the next step. Well, and uh, so that was kind of what, because uh, we called this the greatest piece of technology that might just ruin your life. Yeah. And I yeah. think one of the questions that I have is where it could kind of ruin your life. Do you think it'll get to the point where this is almost a substitute for reality to the point where people want to spend more time in that than their actual lives? Well, that's what I, I was just when the unlocking of the potential of being in the same room. I was like, my three best friends are we're all long distance, yep. so we Marco Polo every day. But the potential of like, what if we could sit down at a coffee shop, like a virtual reality space, and yeah. see each other face to face, and be like, yeah, we all have a real cup of coffee in our hands, but. And then just like, be like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friends all day. Yeah. But you're not really there. So, and then thinking about the church world, you could technically be in the room with other people uh, seemingly, uh, mm -hmm. but not really be there. And so that happens all the time anyway. Yeah. I was like, that's not anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, so Casey was in Times Square. Yeah. And he was like astounded and like a overcome in like a joyful way, I guess, or like excited way. But I felt like some of the, one of the things he said that to me was like a red flag is he was like, I can't believe it. I'm in the middle of Times Square. Like everyone is around me. So many people are around me and I'm just sitting here on this bench and like, I can work from here or I can do whatever I want from here, which is cool. But if you think of what he's saying, it's like, 
I'm surrounded. I'm in like one of the most well-known places in the world, surrounded by people. And he's like, not really mentally there. He's like yeah. watching a YouTube video and like scrolling through TikTok or whatever. But how is that different than if I'm sitting on the bench on my phone? Cause it's the same thing, right? Yeah. But are you really going to do that when you're in Times Square? I mean, you could, I guess. Well, I think it's a little bit different just because of how immersive it is or how immersive it could be. Yeah. Because if I'm just looking at my phone, I'm still kind of aware of the things around me and someone can easily get my attention. But this can be because he's watching a lot of just Mr. Beast videos and that. So he's like around all these different people, but very much focused and dialed in on only because like when you're watching a video, it makes everything around it darker. So it kind of dulls the senses of everything around it. And then you have the audio going directly into your ear. So then you are like laser focusing on that rather than everything around you. But I'm, I'm also understanding like when somebody starts talking, it kind of dims the other stuff and it focuses on them. Yeah. Even if you're in that virtual mountain world, yeah. somebody peeks in, which I mean, if you're working for two hours and then somebody's face disappears. <laughs> yeah. well, can, can you imagine that? I can totally see this in a, and futuristic movie where it's like there's Times Square, but everyone has these glasses on. And so when you're looking at it from a reality standpoint, it's just kind of like quiet or like oh. people aren't interacting with each yeah. other, but they're all interacting. And so I can see it being like this. Oh, this is a really bizarre scenario that we're in. Do you know what it sounds like? Wally. No, it sounds like that specifically. Oh. That sounds like the uh, those silent discos where yeah. everyone's yeah. got headphones on. It sounds more like all, a silent disco. And they're dancing in a gym, but like you take them off and then you hear like nothing. Yeah. And everyone's just being weird. Yeah. But on Wally, they're on that ship. No, that's true. And they're like, they all got their screens right in front of them and yeah. they don't pay attention. Like when Wally knocks that guy over, he finally sees that girl and they kind of make a connection. But before they were just all on their screens. You don't remember that? Oh, I yeah. That. I do. The, yeah, I do that was that. like a huge part of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. They finally like started realizing, like, oh, there's other people around me. Right. Instead of just what's they can right. make a physical. I think that's what we're going to lose is like this physicality. Well, and I think one of the questions that uh, I think is important is not only with the phones that we have now but once this technology is more advanced the because in our minds we're like why would we pay attention to the people around us if we have all of basically all the kinds of entertainment funny jokes everything right in front of us yeah. so what mm-hmm. becomes the value of all the people around us and I think like in Wally, they lose that it's like well I'd much rather have all the information that's ever been thought of in front of me yeah. instead of interacting with the boring people around me or it's like you curate your life instead of letting life happen to you yeah and so i think that even with like friendships and relationships that's what i'm saying it's like why not just have lunch with my best friends every day than just like going out or maybe going with coworkers or something like that because it's, it might be a little bit more awkward or you yeah. know things like that so or you yeah. got some well yeah I looked up uh, so it's a Bruce Willis movie 2009 uh, surrogates mm. um, it, so in that movie people had their avatar but it was like a robot and so they're like in their room. And they, you could make whatever avatar you wanted. So, I mean, it's kind of like if I wanted to be this beautiful woman and go, like, I could go out and do That's that. your dream. Yeah. But, or, yeah, or be like a fit, good looking guy or whatever. Like, you could make your avatar and then that person would be out representing you, but you were watching through their eyes and you were, you were talking and interacting, but you 
yourself didn't actually have to interact. Like it was just you were at home. Yeah. You're at home, whatever. And so, but yeah, but people were mad because like the real people didn't want to have surrogates out running around. Well, I think like. so. There is one thing, and I think this will be a little bit down the lines, but we're seeing kind of traces of it already is you can go online and you have all these AI chatbots. Yeah. And one of the things that you can do is uh, I think it's even becoming a thing where you have like these AI girlfriends. So then, because these AI chatbots are really good at, they've passed the test yeah. of you oh, can't yeah. tell if you're talking to a real person or to an AI. So if they pair that with video, and so then could you be in the world, but instead of interacting with your real friends, interacting with all of your AI friends where it feels like you're having a real conversation, oh, man. but then it's so much lower pressure because you're like, well, if they get offended, they're robots, so it doesn't really matter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a futuristic movie called Curated. Oh, and it's what would it be about that? Oh. Where you just like curate your whole life to be perfect oh. and see what the implications are. Oh man! So okay, uh, so we talk about how everything pushes the worldview. What what are these goggles? But why might it ruin your life? Like, why, why yeah. did we lead with that? I think it because taken maybe not in its current form, but if we get to the point where we do value the entertainment and all the information more than the relationships around us, yeah. Just like in Wally, you do that and you have too much of a good thing and then you realize, oh, this isn't the most important thing in life. And then right. you lose all those relationships. Yep. But do you need them if you have access to everything in front of you? I think so, but maybe people don't think so. Are they real? Are they less real because they are virtual? Yeah, I, I mean, obvious answer is yes. Like, I mean, we, we need interaction. I mean, Adam and like... The very first no, no, I'm not talking about the AI friends. I'm talking about like if you have real friends. No, I, I am too. Like, because when God created humanity, like He created Adam, and there was no suitable helper found, so He made Eve to have, to be a companion for Him. Like, we need interaction. We need people in our lives, and so yeah. so yeah, virtual people like that's not gonna it's not gonna work out in the end because we'll, we'll still be yeah. lonely and say I mean that's that's yeah. the thing like social media is bigger than ever but people are lonelier than isolated us more than ever yeah mm -hmm. and so yeah because the interesting thing with that is uh, Steve Jobs the creator of the iPhone interestingly enough did not give his kids iPhones Oh, so and I think that's a pretty common thing with people that make these technologies. They are very aware of what it can do. And then a lot of times they either don't use it themselves or they're like I definitely don't want my kids to have this yeah yeah, and so I think with this, that's what I mean. It's heading to a place where, yeah, we are more connected than ever, and so it's just like you've got this thing. Because I watched a girl that did unboxing that she's like, she bought it on her own. She's like, I'm not sponsored by anybody. She's like, I'd, I've been waiting for this. She said for two years, and so she's like, I finally got it, and she put it on at first. She's like, this is not good. And she like felt sick. And she's like, this is, ugh. and then she's like, oh wait, it was too tight. And then, then she's like yeah. messing around with it, and she's like, she actually was like tearing up. She's like, this is the most like incredible thing I've like experienced. He's like yeah. just putting, just moving things around with your fingers. Like you pinch to move things and it's just, Oh, was it a minority report? Tom Cruise, where he's like moving yeah. stuff like, it, yeah, it, it almost feels like this, does, yeah. this new thing. And I know we've had VR headsets and stuff like that, but this just feels like a different level. And so I think you just need to be careful. Like, okay, don't let this, <laughs> don't let this ruin your life. Yeah. Like, cause, cause you could probably spend hours in it and, 
with movies you can make it as big as your as you oh, want yeah, yeah so like, it's like you're in the movie theater every time you watch something that's crazy oh. i don't understand that one of the things i saw like if you want to practice a speech you oh, can yeah. just like have a you can have the the apple auditorium whatever they have and i think you can fill it with people the one i saw just was an empty like, room but yeah but you can practice your speeches all that stuff so oh yeah but yeah, um, so if you if you want to send us one, <laughs> Apple, <laughs> send we'll us one and we'll review it. We'll, we'll mess around with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Does this new animated Amazon show say that Satan is the good guy? So well, has been hotel. It's a it's a show. I think like it, like I think before COVID, like it like they did a pilot episode that somebody made, and then somehow Amazon picked it up, and then now it's a it's a bigger deal. There's a lot of like some named voice actors and stuff in it, uh, and so do we have a clip? Uh, yeah, it should be the Instagram one there. I think okay. if you hit play, then it yeah. should play. So this is so ridiculous. So Amazon is putting out a new cartoon about how Satan was secretly the good guy. Once upon a time, there was a glowing city protected by golden gates known as heaven. It was ruled by beings of pure light, angels that worshipped good and shielded all from evil. Lucifer was one of these angels. He was a dreamer with fantastical ideas for all of creation. But he was seen as a troublemaker by the elders of heaven, for they felt his way of thinking was dangerous to the order of their world. So he watched as the angels began to expand the universe in their ways. From the dust of earth, they created Adam and Lilith, equals Not as Eve. the first of mankind. Lilith. But despite this, Adam demanded control, and Lilith refused to submit to his will. She what? fled the garden. Drawn in by her fierce independence, Lucifer found her, and the two rebellious dreamers fell deeply in love together what? they wish to share the magic of free yeah, will with good. humanity Wait. offering the fruit of knowledge to adam's new bride eve who gladly accepted but this gift came with a curse for with this single act of disobedience evil finally found its way into finally yeah that's okay. interesting but so, there's they're you know? saying that that's wrong right like the this evil finally found its way no they said finally which is interesting because they were trying to protect the world from evil, like it the was. universe. The uh, elders or? The elders, the, the, the angels, angels. Yeah, all of them. And then uh, and then now evil made its way in because the angels did a bad job. So, they, yeah, because they were trying to, basically God was trying to protect everybody and not give them free will and, like, control them. And that's what it said Adam was trying to control Lilith. And she said no. She said no. She said no. Okay. So. All right. Well, there's a lot obviously wrong with that. I don't remember that story in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Who's Lilith? So, so, Lilith, Lilith. I, so apparently that's part of like rabbinical lore, like just some outside. What's text. Is that a Jewish thing? Rabbinical like rabbis. Yeah. So like it's Jewish like, rabbis. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so they've taken some of the things and extrapolated. And I, that may be just even like extra stuff that that wasn't even there and that Jewish people don't even believe. But, um, but yeah, so it's basically saying that Satan is this dreamer and this guy that, that wants to help people, but God is saying, no, you can't help people. He's just misunderstood. I, I'm like, <laughs> he's just a misunderstood guy. He's misunderstood. So, so yeah. So when I, when I saw that, so, cause the animation almost reminded me of some of the Bible projects. That's too. exactly what I said. I was like, are they trying to be the Bible project? This is the anti Bible project. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 
I, I did watch uh, part of the first episode uh, yesterday, and it is not like that, the whole thing. Like, oh, okay. It, so basically, Lilith and uh, and Satan have a, a daughter, and she's like nice. the princess of hell, and so, and she's just trying to like make things better. <laughs> so she has this hotel to like try to rehabilitate demons. I don't know. Wow. It was it was weird. It's also a musical. <laughs> like I wasn't expecting that. I'm like oh, so, it's actually kind of catchy song. Okay, I'm gonna play Devil's Advocate. Oh, you can um, do that. Bum, bum, bum. No, I mean obviously. This you need to talk to your kids about this if they're watching it. But it does say specifically that it's an adult cartoon. Oh yeah, it's TV mature. There's lots of swears, lots of. So if you are not well versed in the Bible, you know, or something, then yeah, you can probably think like, is the Bible really teaching this? Um, Here goes my voice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Does the you might have questions of like, is this really what the Bible says? Like this, this show portrays it is that is that how you felt like they were kind of implying like oh the bible says this and here's how we're changing it or yeah it's almost just like an alternate reality i guess to what the bible says or just like oh well history's written by the the winners Winners, yeah well because that's kind of the vibe i got from it was this was basically our side of the story so you've heard the bible but from satan and lilith here's how it really went down Here's, okay. Here's so what really happened. To me, like all great stories are starting to get this other side. Like we talked about last week or the Wonka episode where it's like everybody's getting their origin story of yeah. like why they're are the villains are getting all their origin stories, like why they're the bad guys yeah, or whatever. Cruella, you had Cruella, you yeah. had Maleficent, Joker. Yeah. yeah. So to me, this is like the Bible is a great story. I mean, it's the greatest story ever told. So in that case, like, why wouldn't people start taking those things apart? Like, I think it would be interesting to, like, see a Goliath origin story or something. Like, yeah. people are going to start taking from that content. So to me, it's not offensive that this is happening because it just seems to make sense. Well, I guess it is offensive. And Adrian's not offended. <laughs> not offended. Yeah, yeah. Satan's a good guy. No, not, okay. <laughs> offensive is probably not the right word. More yeah. like afraid of it. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not afraid of something like this. Because the truth will win out in the end? Yes. Or as like, this is, to me, this is just another retelling of a great story. Unfortunately, this is the truth that it's really yeah, so, telling. Yeah, so, that's so, where it gets sticky. Yeah, well, that's what like cause Satan is the father of lies and nothing. Like, and he he always just twists. He takes something and twists it. And so so to say like, oh, God didn't want us to have free will. Well, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, is that true? <laughs> like, because right. he's like, oh, that's what? that's what I'm saying. Is like if you're not well versed in what the Bible well, actually says, not you, but <laughs> no, you I, hear that and you're like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, well, because when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it in that way before," which was interesting. Like, like, oh, Satan was trying to give us full access to life. I mean, yeah, God was trying to like hold something back, but you're like, no, He was trying to protect us from what was going to happen. And so, because I, because I look at my own kids, I'm like, okay, there's certain things I won't let them do or watch or whatever, and it's not to like keep them back from the truth. It's like they're not mentally ready for this or they're like this will hurt them or whatever and so so i try to like balance that withhold good things sometimes yeah or even things that they just don't know 
the ramifications of it. Right. Yeah. And that was the whole thing with the, the serpent in the garden. It's he, he came and said, basically saying, hey, look, I want to give you full access. I want you to be able to do what you want and decide if you should do it or not. But God, he's trying to control you. He's trying to keep you down. So you need to do what I say is good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they basically wanted to determine what was good or bad for themselves. So what was Satan trying to accomplish there? Wait, in, in the Hasbin Hotel or no, in the No, according Bible? to the Bible. So he was trying to corrupt mankind, humankind. Yeah. To, yeah, to basically ruin that relationship between God and humans. And saying humans could, again, it's all about, I think. Be like God. One of, yeah, Satan's uh, hugest, <laughs> hugest tactics. Hugest. <laughs> hugest tactics. Like, biggest tactics is to isolate and separate. And so... You can, when you take that apple, as we all do at some point, of saying, I actually know what's better for me, and I'm gonna, you know, like have just as much knowledge as God. Yeah. Well, and he was basically saying, like, if you believe it, then you can achieve it, which makes me think of something else. Oh, segway. Um, Yeah. So. It's time for Florida Foibles. Yeah, so this week in Florida, uh, actually it happened in December. These guys found uh, some bear cubs running around. Now, as we've talked about on here before, Florida is known for, they have they have black bears. Full of bears and monkeys. They're out there. And bats. Yeah, there's lots of crazy wildlife. But this is a self-proclaimed bear trainer. So he's like. A self-proclaimed bear trainer. I believe I'm, I believe I'm a bear trainer. So I'm going to train these bears. <laughs> self-proclaimed. Yeah. Man, Wonderful. And bear trainers in quotes. Uh, faces wildlife violations after Kodiak cubs escape in Florida. So Kodiak bears, I think these are the ones that, like, when you watch, like, scary movies that there's a bear in it, it's the Kodiak bears. Like, it's... Really? They're, they're the largest bear species, which... Are they, like, the brown bear that has the fierce snout? I think so, yeah. They're, it says they get... The uh, fierce snout. It says they get... Oh, look at that. Was the, what's that cocaine bear? <laughs> it was one. called cocaine bear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the fierce snout of cocaine. <laughs> I heard that movie was terrible, but our aunt kept trying to get us to watch it. She's like, oh, that movie was great. I was like, she was like, it was crazy. You should watch it. I was like, I've seen a preview. Of it. I was like, I do not ever want to watch that movie in my life. So shout out to my aunt if you're watching. Um, She's watching. I won't even say which one. But uh, <laughs> so... So yeah, so they're the the Kodiak bears are mainly in Alaska, and so so they like they're looking around like these bears shouldn't be here. So basically, these two bear cubs escaped from this guy's residence. That he's like, oh, I'm a bear trainer. <laughs> like, no, you you so can't he just, just has bears on his property. How did he get them there? You know, that's a great question. You should put out um, some honey. Yeah. We need an origin story on this guy. <laughs> we need an origin story on what this guy did. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. He just had Kodiak bears. It was like they wanted food. They were clearly domesticated. So this guy found them, and then he called the, the authorities. And so, uh, yeah, this guy just had these bears in his house and was was training them or whatever. So, um, but here here's what, like, you can't just say you're a bear trainer and have bear, like, it's... It doesn't, Not with that attitude, you can't. Yeah, but these, <laughs> these bears get oh, up to 10 feet tall and weigh 1,500 pounds. 
basically a big puppy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, can you imagine that when they're full grown? In your grown, house. Full grown. He's like, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> it's like this. Literally. He's How do you hide that? Like, so the Amazon guy comes and drop off a package and there's this yeah, 1,500 pound bear. Yeah. I'm not sure how he got in there. Like, that's that's the other thing. He's like, oh, I just had, had these bears. I don't know if I believe in bear trainers as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people like rolling around with these bears and stuff and some of it, them have ended poorly. Well, yeah. It's just like any wild animal that always seems to happen. Yeah. Like Siegfried and Roy. But I have seen that that video of that lion that that guy like reconnected with a long time later, and the lion oh, yeah. hugs him and ate his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going looked, for the jugular. It, it very much looked like that. <laughs> Did you know Evansville lore? If you're in Evansville, that's where we're based. Oh, at uh, Mesker Park Zoo, we used to have lions, and we don't anymore. <laughs> we don't, and one of the lions mauled a guy's arm off. Were they oh. friends? The, uh, he was the zookeeper and he was trying to close the cage and it just like lunged at him so he got like trapped it was like pulled his arm through so the other zookeeper had to come and like pull Pull him out out. oh okay so he didn't die he did not die so he was a self-proclaimed zookeeper is what I'm hearing (laughs) yes man so you can't be self self self-proclaimed self-proclaimed all right Jimmy Talk to us about our favorite Baptist atheist. (laughs) Atheist Baptist. Favorite atheist Baptist. So if you guys don't know who your favorite atheist Baptist is. I don't know. It is Sheldon from the show Young Sheldon. Have you guys seen this show? I have heard of it, but I have not even seen Big Bang Theory. Sheldon's from Big Bang Theory. I have not watched that either, and people always get mad at me when I say that. I have also not watched it. Uh, So me and Malia are planning on watching that after, which I told some people we were doing that, and like, you haven't seen it? So they were very offended. I know. Uh, But yeah, so if you have seen Big Bang Theory, it's basically like a prequel, like his origin story of of coming up. The way he is. And it's, so Malia had been watching this for a couple seasons, and I tuned in and started watching it. And one, it's, it's, very funny just to see all the dynamics, but it also brings up a lot of interesting worldview questions. So mm-hmm. for you guys who have not watched it, the the basis of it. Young Sheldon. Yes, Young okay. Sheldon or Big Bang Theory, either one. So Young Sheldon is uh, this very scientific, scientific atheist kid. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's extremely intelligent. Right. And he, like in high school when he's like, he's in college when he's like 13 years old. Okay. <laughs> and so he's super smart, uh, but he lives in Texas with his family and his mom specifically is like super religious and okay. they're all Baptist. So they're a Baptist family. So that's uh-huh. why he's our favorite atheist Baptist. Like they'll go around and they'll pray before dinner and everything. Uh, but so his mom is super religious. He is a complete atheist and thinks religion is the dumbest thing in the world. So there's always uh, different things that come up. But because I think this was based in like the 1980s or 1990s in Texas, yeah. uh, they very much paint the picture of religion and people that go to church as these dumb people that lean on the crutch of believing in God. Hmm. And one of the things that uh, this particular one was talking about, they were in Sunday school. And uh, the pastor was teaching them about uh, Exodus and about Moses. And he's like, um, 
the the king was going to kill all the young babies. So what Moses's mom did, put him in a basket and uh, sent him down the river so he wouldn't be killed. And the pastor's like, yeah, because God had a plan for his life. He knew Moses was going to do great things. So that was God's plan for his life. And then Sheldon raised his hand. He's like, what about the other innocent babies? He's like, they were all killed. Was that God's plan for their life? And the pastor's like, uh, and, and, and so Sheldon also in the show has a twin sister and she she believes in God um, but after hearing that and a couple of other things in the episode she starts to question her own faith because mm. she's like oh well that's a good point like why was that God's plan for uh, to allow them to do that so she starts asking him questions about it and and uh, they ask the mom which is super religious and uh, the the sister's like oh, mom like why did all these terrible things happen and the mom said well that's Old Testament God he gets better just stay tuned oh, oh my goodness so, and uh, so I'm like oh man like this is I think how a lot of people perceive Christianity yeah but there's a new youth pastor that came in and he was talking a little bit about it. And the line that stuck out to me, because uh, he was saying to uh, the daughter who was kind of on the fence of whether she believes or not. And he's like, I'm not asking you to believe what I think. I'm just asking you to think about what you believe. So he was, and I think one of the things we do here at One Life is we believe that you can bring your brain to church and you don't have to believe things just because the Bible says so. Right. So I think that was, uh, it kind of wrapped itself up nicely. That That is for a lot of people, like the problem of suffering, why terrible yeah. things happen in the world. That's a big hang up for a lot of people. But I think the way to address it isn't just, well, that was the God of the God's Old plan. Testament. Or just, that's God's plan. Like, yeah. Right. Well, everything happens for a reason. Right. And it's hard to reconcile the, that you hear two things of like, that's the God of the Old Testament yeah. versus God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's true. And then you're like, well, that doesn't work. So <laughs> now what? Now what do we now, I will say there, there's a lot of weird stuff. Like I had read there through is. the Bible in a year and we started doing that again. And we're like in Leviticus and there's a, just in any port where in the New Testament, there's a lot of weird stuff. And even as a Christian, I'm like, how do I deal with this? Like, yeah, it's hard. How do I handle this? So my question for you guys was, was there anything either you have now or like previous kind of these hangups with the Bible or with Christianity and you didn't really know how to grapple with them? I would say similar to that, to the Sheldon episode yeah. of like wiping out entire towns or nations with including women and children yeah. and things like that, where it's like are these children really actually innocent and God's choosing to wipe them out? You know, it's just, those things are hard to grapple with. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I think just some of the, the more out there stories of like the earth swallowing people yeah. and like the, the flood, like the whole entire world was in a flood. And I, I just, just things like that. You're like, okay, did this really happen or why? Like, so yeah, some of the, some of those things and I, but I don't know that I, like, I didn't go through like a crisis of faith yeah. or anything. It was just kind of like, no. Oh, I'm, I don't, I don't fully grasp this, but Someday I'm what like, I think is the most important when you do grapple with these questions is who you're going to for answers. So she's going to her Sheldon, atheist brother. Yeah. atheist brother, which so he's going to have a worldview, which he approaches these questions and, and answers. And then if she goes to her pastor, her mom, like she's also going to they're also going to approach it with their worldview. So th I think it's important to get both sides. Yeah. And like that quote you said, where it's like 
taking it of like you need to think about what you believe, but I'm not asking you to believe what I think. Yeah, I well, and um, especially for I'm sh- sure some of the younger people listening places like YouTube and TikTok that is where you get a lot of your information yeah. from and uh, obviously there's a wide range of creators on there but if you are only hearing arguments because I mean there are whole channels dedicated to atheists that are trying to disprove Christianity yeah. and if you go down the rabbit hole of that then you start to see these potential holes in Christianity and then that's where a lot of people deconstruct and they're like well there's too many problems with this where it all kinds of falls apart and I can't believe this stuff anymore Mm. so I'm Oh, no. I'm reading a book called So the Next Generation Will Know by Sean McDowell. Wow. And one of the things that they talked about in the book is that the age of like disbelief is is lowering. It used to be like 17 or 18 when you when kids went off to college and kind of got new experiences and all that stuff. But the reason it's now like 12 to 13 is because of Sheldon. Yeah. He's 11. <laughs> like TikTok and social media. Yeah, because yeah. it's they're they're exposed to this earlier now and they're like, oh, well, maybe these yeah. things that I've been told aren't true. And so. They start doubting or disbelieving at an earlier age. Well, I think you had something. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, Jesus says, he says, ask and seek and knock. Like we know those things and and the door will be open to you or ask and it'll be given to you. And recently I I, um, heard that that's actually referred to wisdom. It's not just like anything that you want. (laughs) Yes. It'll be given to you, you know, Um, and people have a hard time with that of like, I prayed for this and I didn't get it, but my friend did and they got it, you know, or whatever. But it's actually referred to as, as wisdom. So it's like, if you are struggling with those things, like ask, you've got to bring God into this as a, uh, you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, like as an entity that will answer you because he says he will. Yeah. And then I think as a church, too, because like it said, it was based in like 1980s Texas. So it was very much not really open to those kinds of questions. You were kind of looked down upon if you have doubts and you have questions. And so I think there's a lot of churches now that it's kind of the same way where people, they go to YouTube, TikTok, one, because they might not be comfortable asking their pastor. But even if they do, I've heard of plenty of stories where people that are youth pastors or pastors basically turn them away or shun them for doubting and say, hey, look, because I, I heard the quote from a pastor. He said, uh, it's OK to ask questions, but it's not OK to question God. Oh, so then it's basically, well, now you've gone too far. Now you're questioning yeah. God. Has he not read the Psalms? <laughs> yes. yes. But uh, one of the things that I heard this week uh, from this Sean McDowell guy, he's like, it's it's not uh, doubt that turns people away from their religion or faith or whatever. It's unexpressed doubt. Mm. And so sometimes people feel like they can't talk about these things or they're like, oh, I, well, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say that the end of that was it's not doubt, but it's the reaction to their doubt. Well, it's, it's unexpressed. I think a lot of times because they don't feel like they have the outlet to right. have those conversations or maybe they have been shut down and so yeah. then like, okay, well now I have other doubts, but I can't go to this guy. Cause he just said, well, it's the you can't question right. God. It's the Bible. No, deal with up, it. Yeah. Like I grew up in the nineties church and I feel like that definitely was a thing at that time. I think, Youth pastors now are Chris. You are one, so I, yeah. So at least a director are more open to being like, yeah, let's actually talk about this. Let's dive into it. Let's explore this together. And I think that's just an evolution of hopefully youth pastors. Well, and that's why we make content like this on the World of Viner podcast, and then on our main channel, uh, One Life. Uh, 
network is because for the people who don't feel comfortable going to the pastors or don't have a church home where they can ask those kind of questions, we want to bring the Christian worldview to the things that you see in media all the time and allow you to interact in the comments and have these conversations with us and make this a place where you can ask those questions and have those doubts. Yeah. Yeah. So last week we introduced the worldview machine, uh, and so or the worldview filter, whatever you want to call it. And some some people complained about the name dummies. Uh, I realized but, the soundbite that I wanted to play was from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, oh, and it like, makes the noise. <laughs> You've had young kids too long. I yeah. have, yes. Uh, but so so when, whenever you consume anything, so we're we're not going to filter everything through this when we go through it. But so what, what's the worldview like? What what does this say is good or bad? And then how does it compare to a Christ-centered worldview? So so what does Jesus say about these things? And then finally, like, what does this content want you to do or change as a result of consuming it? So is there something like, oh, change this belief or, hey, go and do this action. So, so I want like, cause I think something helpful for me is just to think about like, there is somebody who has created this content yeah, and it's their thoughts and opinions that are coming out as truth, but it's just a person behind it. Yeah. And so, so watch what you watch, but yeah, but so we want you to start filtering that. So, Hey, we're going to wrap up, but just real quick, something that you watched or did this week or anything you want to plug. Um, I went and saw American fiction, which is, uh, it got certified fresh 95% audience score. So I was like, Hey, um, I'd like to go see this. And it, I mean, it definitely has a worldview because it's about a guy who writes a book based on what he thinks people want to read based like rather than what he wants to write. And it is wildly successful and he just gets more and more mad, but also sucked into trying to keep it afloat because he needs money. Um, (laughs) And so he's grapples with that, but also just grappling with who he is as a person. But uh, I, I can't necessarily recommend it because the book he writes, the title of it is the F word. Oh. <laughs> and so catchy, I would say the, the movie is fairly clean other than you hear the F word a billion times. Uh, besides that, it's <laughs> besides, clean. That, it's besides clean. Uh, all the swears. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought a really good line in that is the main, the main guy he's, he's struggling so hard that he shuts everybody out. he, like his editor knows the one side of him that his editor is kind of the only person that knows both sides of him. Oh, And so somebody says like, Hey, people want to love you, but they want to love all of you because people know that he's, he's got some either secret or he's not being fully honest with everybody. Yeah. And people can tell that even though he's trying really hard to hide it. What do you watch Chris? So, well, I, I went to a, a little conference thing on Friday. So it was uh, Sean McDowell, and uh, he was talking about his book and stuff. But uh, it was just about, like, passing on, like, your faith to the next generation, but also just worldview and how that plays a huge role in what we do. So it kind of reiterates what we do and why we do this. And so it was good. One of the things that really stuck out was – like as much as we want our faith to pass on our kids and all this stuff, it said the the biggest factor in like studies that go back years and they've done studies for years, the biggest factor in your faith passing on to your kids is a warm relationship with their dad. 
That was the thing. It was like, oh. and, and, like no other factor even came close to that. Yeah. And so it's like, Ooh. if you have a warm relationship with your dad, like you're more likely to continue in your faith and like the questions and doubts, the, all the other stuff, like, yeah, that stuff is there and that can change people's stuff. But like just the relationship with dad, I was like, Oh, I need to be a better father. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, I mean, it was just a, a lot of pressure. And it's a warm relationship. Yeah. It's not just like, Oh, they're there, but it's like, they have a good, mm. a good relationship. So I thought that was very interesting. Shaping yes. worldview. Dads matter. Dads matter. And I have been watching a lot of Alex O'Connor recently. So he, he's the uh, atheist guy that is super intellectual and has all these different arguments against Christianity and the Bible. I've listened to him in different debates and stuff. And because uh, when I'm talking about different topics, I always like to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. but not just to make a problem, but to try to understand the other person's side. But then that also helps me understand my own worldview better because then I'm like okay if people think these are holes in my worldview let me actually think about those not just push them aside but think about them think about them deeply and then usually that helps me kind of understand my worldview a little bit better yeah nice all right hey thanks for watching and listening we'll see you next time I'm Chris I'm Adrian and I'm Jimmy this has been Worldview Finder episode 35